Hi everyone, I'm Greg Lopes and I roleplay the half-orc ranger named Guy Ukrabash. Thanks for listening to part two of this week's episode of the Roleplay Replay podcast. Alright guys, I want to try to push as much as we can. Um, so, Thalmar, as far as the tinkering that you were planning on doing or the smithing that you were planning on doing can you just give me an idea of what you were planning on doing i wanted to finish the crossbow from here and any extra time is then just going to be planning the next thing okay sure sure just go ahead and make a single check with your smith's tools proficiencies so, I don't remember how this works. Is it just the proficiency times two? Yeah, you double your proficiency. And then this is just going to be... You can go ahead and make it as a dexterity thing. So, add dexterity plus double proficiency. 25. Wow, okay. Yeah, so... So, you are able to... To get all the way to, like, the fit and finish stage... Okay. Um, the metal is forged out. The brackets are forged out. You've got a piece of wood that's basically shaped as a stock, right? And you can spend three or four hours on this. But the issue is until the firing mechanism is like finalized, you don't want to. You don't want to build basically the cavity for that and then have it not fit so that's gonna be something you and mir will have to do together and then from that point it's just putting it together getting it sanded oil in the wood and she'll have a working damascus steel hand crossbow cool okay um and then that will leave you with some time to plan your next project or pour over the paperwork or whatever whatever it is that you plan on doing because you get up about four hours before everybody else okay so so you can use the we'll say with a 25 we'll say that uh you can use two more hours to either plan or pour over those notes what do you want to do i'd like to use one hour to pull out the um there was a schematic mm-hmm. that mir had expressed interest in that uh over the table here Jordan, you and I have discussed. Um, mm. So I want to, I want to pour over that one. Okay. Yeah. Start looking at that. Um, okay. And then the last hour, the notes. Just checking out the notes. Yeah. Okay. So a few things about the notes that I'll just tell you, and you don't have to roll. You're just reading. Okay. Um, and we'll we'll go into the the debrief, and it'll be exploratory. But the couple things that you do pick up, first of all. You glean from looking at the correspondence, the thing that's consistent about it is everything's addressed to Frulam Mondath, not Cyanrath. So you're starting to think that you actually probably found Mondath's desk, not Cyanrath's desk. Okay. Which makes it a more embarrassing proposition that she had his poetry and you almost feel a little bit bad for him 
But so then, uh, second thing, as you look at the map, you do discern because one of the other pieces of correspondence is like a key to help you decode the symbols on the map. The map shows that they've attacked a number of settlements around the green fields. You have no reason to believe from looking at that map and studying it that they plan to attack Baragost, but just rather that they are trying to get all the wagons to Baragost as quickly as they can because that is the most direct way to get a bunch of heavy wagons to the tradeway. Okay. Uh, but that's that's what you're able to glean from the time that you spend. And then as far as the other schematic, let's just get together uh, away from the table, okay? Sounds good. Sounds awesome. Okay, so then four hours after Falmar, everybody else wakes up. Reek, as soon as you wake and you're pulled away from that dream, go ahead and make a history check with advantage. You know, everybody, all of you, you know that moment when you have a dream and you're like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. Let me see if I can remember this so that I remember it. That's where you're at right now, Reek. So make a history check with advantage. Plus one, so a 20. Okay. Uh, I will send you a text. Great. All right. Um, I can do it now if you want. Um, yeah, if you could. Okay. Yeah, no problem. So, as everybody wakes up, Guy, you wake up from Mercy's flapping wings. What does everybody else want to do? So, I think the first thing Guy does is wake up and takes his normal morning yawn and sniffs a little bit and is immediately, like, freaked out and thinks something's wrong because things smell different. And he thinks that there's a different smell in the room that might be danger. It takes him about 10 seconds to realize it's just, there's just less smell of him than normal. Mm. Okay. That's it. But for about 10 seconds, he's like on edge, like thinking that maybe there was a different smell in the room, someone in, invading or something like that. But nope. Um, does, does he make a lot of like movement? Like would Finn notice? He is moving around a little bit frantically. He's not necessarily getting out of his bed, but he's like looking around frantically and yeah, yeah. She's going to lift up her head and look at him and take a deep breath and say, it's okay. You're just clean. We're all clean. So clean. Uh, Isn't yes, sleeping yeah. in a fresh bed when you're clean just so amazing? I'm learning to appreciate it. Yeah. It's different. You know, sometimes it's good to 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 savor the finer things in life. You know? Yeah. The the not... less the simple things. Yeah. But I mean, you ever just fall asleep under the stars like by a river? It's kind of nice. Oh, it's it's very nice. I've done that a lot. Yeah. Uh, you, you know I'm a furbolg, right? Y yes, I I noticed. Yeah. From time to time. But that doesn't mean that you're not a furbolg that 
appreciates beds more than sleeping outside. Everyone's unique. I'm not trying to put you in a box. Thank you. I don't like being put in a box. I, I try and just be accepting of everything. Sure. Well, Rick, um, this conversation is taking place over over you as you're lying in the room. <laughs> it's fate. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of lost in thought. Mm. I look. Do I? I'll look over and notice. Oh, probably being rude with Reek in the room. Hey, are you okay? You look a little distracted. Me? Yeah, oh, it's to, to Reek. Sorry. It's probably just your scent, man. I think I like you better smelling. I don't. <laughs> Tell. I'm gonna. I'm gonna side with the pretty lady on this one. I'm sorry, Reek. Oh. I'm just kidding anyway. You smelled like garbage before. <laughs> you really did, though. <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> no, man. I I, I, I I, had a really weird dream. Oh. Ben's going to yeah. shift in the bed and make her head like closer to where Rake is and say, What'd you dream about? You could, everybody was there. Like, guy, you, you you looked fresh, which is startling by itself. But what does that mean? Like fresh, like tiny. I just bathed. Like, yeah. So like now. Like now. <laughs> no, you were. You look different. Like. Aged, maybe. Oh, we, we were all there. I dreamed about um, my dad, my father. It's the Hatfork or the Orc, rather. Yeah, my mother was there too. Did you ever know him? No. What did he... Can I ask you what he said to you? I mean, that's kind of rough, but... It's really odd. I don't... I don't... I mean, if I had the chance, I'd probably take that flail, great axe, that great sword, and drive it through his chest. And so, I... I... It's... It, said something about honoring me like he was looking at me hey uh reek go ahead and actually i'm not gonna have you roll dice between the age of the the orc that you saw and the words that he said um and knowing because you have seen your father on the battlefield that orc not your father. Too old. Doesn't look like him. Looks... Mm. Those eyes. Those eyes matter. But... Uh, not your dad. I don't know. I just... I gotta think about it some more. Yeah, man. Now, we're, we're here if you need to talk. 
I appreciate it. I mean, ah, uh, I mean, I think you guys both know that I, I have a special place in my heart for my mom. Sure. And, of course. uh, it just, it always trips me up. Um, I kind of linger on the idea that I get to see her for a little bit. Um, Where is she now? Um, she died. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm it's... gonna get up and sit on the bed next to Rick and just put my hand on him. You know, she's she was prettier than Britta. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she took she took really good care of me. And uh some people hated her for it. And thought she was making the wrong decision, but she wasn't. Hope not. She wasn't. You know, I know that the the orc side of you you walk through town, a lot of people look at that as weird or an abomination or uh, a lot of people look down at that just because you're not just human or just orc, because you're some weird blend and I know you have difficulties with your father's side for a lot of reasons being half orc that orc side doesn't have to be a bad thing yeah man I'm gonna kind of slap him on the leg I got one friend that uh, knows how it feels so I appreciate it and uh, I'll put my arm around Finn and say I haven't known you that long but um, you're something special to me too thank you you're special to me too well we have that, that meeting right oh yeah yeah and I need to get some of that that brown bitter liquid first too before that meeting I don't know if you guys want to go join me and do that really quick before I, wonder yeah. if Oz, I wonder if Oz has hatched that egg yet <laughs> <laughs> you think you think you think he stayed up Probably all night sitting, sitting on it? I really hope so. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, so if Reek and Guy and Finn are gonna head down, we'll we'll jump over to Mir and Oz's room. Um, so Oz, you notice Mir sits up with a start. It, it wakes you. I I look up and I. I let go of the egg that I've been holding, that I've been spooning through the night. And I look over at Mir and I say, is, is, is everything okay? I have my hand on the hidden pocket that's behind my leather strap. And I pull out the diamond that's there. 
And I tell him, I was asleep and now I'm awake. And I just stare at the diamond. Me too. Is everything okay though? More than okay. Better than okay. I'm going to nod as I recognize this sudden realization face that Mir has. And I'm just going to think, yeah, she has another idea. I'm going to say, do you think we have time to go see Ernest before our meeting? I don't know. Um, I'm getting pretty hungry. Um, so maybe after breakfast? Maybe we should go down and see what the others are doing. Oh, um, small point of order, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, bef- before I, t- I turned in for bed, I cleaned my... Um, I-, I did part of it while I was in the tub, but I, I did yeah. maintenance part on my hand right before I turned in. Okay. Okay. So quick DM question. Can I have spent part of my long rest um, looking at that flat rod I found oh, the other day? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Since it's a long rest, if I could yeah, have yeah. spent part of that just checking it out. That is um, no problem. And and we didn't really... Here, hold on. We can we can even retcon. There was a number of things that you guys might want to try to figure out what they are. If you wanted to sort of spread that out and people start figuring out what things are, we can we can just retcon it. I'm I'm a I'm a kind and loving dungeon master. It's up yeah, to you. Yeah, there was that flat metal rod. I would have mm-hmm. liked to have looked at. Okay, so for you, my long rest. for you, that rod is a pole of collapsing. You can you can add that to your inventory. I believe that's what the item is called, Pole of Collapsing. Did anybody else take anything to try and figure out what it is? And Oz, you might need to help people know what all was in your bag. If you, it, it, I suppose it could have been something you guys could have done at the table. Or if you guys want to hold off and do it another night, that's fine too. It's totally up to you. Um. Finn had the vial of green liquid. There's three mm-hmm. of them with stone stoppers that um, she asked Oz to look at her with. Look at uh, okay. with her. As you guys are just sort of checking that out back downstairs, you realize pretty quickly they are mundane, though they are useful, and that's three vials of acid. Cool. Okay. Um, so I guess the rest of the stuff will will just hold off uh, and the next time you guys take a long rest or something where you're not in a room full of people doling out your magic items you guys can start identifying things another time alright so everybody heads down I think probably at just about the same time um, Finn Guy and Reek you guys probably beat Oz and Mir downstairs by just like a matter of moments. And uh, of course, Falmar not around. Uh, it's becoming the thing that Falmar is not there in the morning because he goes and does stuff because he doesn't have to sleep a full night. But you guys can all find yourselves you know, breakfast at the stopover is an event. Um, Leslie brings out today the pallet of eggs, um, a 
a mighty basket of bacon. And instead of bringing leftovers, she comes out with two uh, round like trays and she says, But I thought it was something of a special occasion. It's so good to see Ernest back. I think you've earned these. And she sets down on the table two giant platters of heavily buttered and frosted cinnamon rolls. Just the, <laughs> the smell of yeast and cinnamon and sugar just rolling off of them as she puts them down on the table in front of you. Uh, coffee all around then, yeah? Mir holds up her hand. Can I have a small yeah. basket? Uh, sure, yeah. And so yes. she... Yes to the coffee, please. She comes back with the pitcher of coffee, um, and you guys can partake of this breakfast for as long as you want. What would you like to do? I eat some of my breakfast, mm -hmm. and then I just tell everybody, I'm going to go run a little bit of this to Falmar, and I'll be right back. You don't even have to do anything. I'm just going to run and do it. Okay, cool. If that's all right with you. Yep, totally. I'll just deliver it to him at the forge. Yep. And then I'll just tell him that we're awake, just so he knows, and then I'll come back. When you get over there, you find him actually sitting in the keep near the uh, little fire pit. Uh, he's got the map like sprawled out on the ground in front of him, and he's he's a little bit manic. Falmar, what what does she see when she gets there and sees you? Um, as I'm looking at everything, uh, you can tell that I'm trying to take it all in. It's like a, a person, a college student who's studying and they know that they have a lot to learn, but they just can't keep the information down. So he's like repeating names, repeating locations, repeating places, going back and forth on the map, that type of thing. Need any help? Uh, remembering all this? Yeah, but... We, we just I just started looking at it I'm sure we'll all take a look at it and I just can't figure out what's going on well make sure you eat some of I'll it. fill you guys in as Mir says make sure you eat she puts a basket of cinnamon rolls and bacon down in front of you um you know the the scene in like Bugs Bunny where he kind of floats over to <laughs> This is all for you, friend. <laughs> oh. So weaving back and forth. Yeah. <clears throat> Sounds great. Smells great. He just starts stuffing his face. All right. Um, while we sit here, I have one small thing. Okay. I'll, uh, I'm sitting next to Finn. I'm going to look at her and say, So you, um, you speak Elvish, right? Can you... Can you write? Yeah, I can. I'm gonna pull out my um the journal that I've been um putting some things in. I'm gonna flip to a new page and uh slide it over to her and say, "Can, can you can you write an Elvish friend?" Do you want me to write it in any like big all caps like? What do you want? Doesn't matter. All right. I'll do capital F, but everything else lowercase. Cool. 
I close the book, put it away. So, um, you guys have this awesome breakfast. Uh, guy, the the bartender will actually sneak over and put a a very small little uh, like almost like a juice glass that's about halfway full, and it has the Falmar beers in it. Just puts it down next to your coffee, and it slips back over to the bar. Guy looks at it and then kind of looks up at the rest of the group and says, you know, they might be getting to know us a little too well <laughs> here. Because yeah, I didn't even ask. <laughs> Is that a bad thing? I'm not complaining. This is a good little town. So you guys can wrap up your your breakfast, make your way over to the keep, if you want to. Is there anything else you want to do here? Um, maybe. Okay. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Shoot. Um, I feel like there was something. Um, well... Thalmor has all my notes, right? From... Correct. Yeah, okay. Um, and... And Mir's not here, right? Or is Mir back? Uh, Mir did come back. She was gone... Oh, well, maybe she didn't. Sorry, Mir. I thought you said you were going to come right back. I wanted to, but he still talked to me, and then as soon okay. as the sentence, you jumped over, so I wasn't sure if I was back yet. Yeah, I think it's fine. I think, um... As they're kind of wrapping here. up eating, yeah, you you come back in. Stuff my um, face full of these cookies here. Yeah, I will. I will be returning with her. Oh, okay. So Mir and Falmar both come back. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Um. Hey, Mir, did you get a chance to look at all those potions you picked up? Not yet. I. Okay. I was going to look at them when we had some time this morning. Um, but I wanted to make sure that Falmar got some breakfast. Okay. You know how he gets absorbed in his work. Yeah, he does. Oh, and um, a good thing, too, because uh, I'm almost done with your crossbow. Sorry, we can talk about it later. I just... So, what do you, what do you need to know about the, the potions? Do you, you want to see them? Just, or? I was just wondering if you had identified them. Not yet. Um... Actually, there's a book that um, Oz has that I was going to, like, snag off of him and maybe look at it while I was doing that. Okay. Uh, speaking of Oz, um, Oz, wasn't there a a scroll in that bag of holding that fell out? There is. There, there's a scroll that I, I haven't looked at yet. Oh. Are you sitting on the egg? Or are you just holding it? It's in the bag right now. Okay. Um, and then the last thing. Um, you know, you guys were together before you met me, and I've seen you guys dealing with things you found, and there was a box, Falmar, that that was curious for me. Um, it was a dwarven box. It looked like it was a dwarven make. Did you... Do you know what I'm talking about? Where was it from? Um, That's a good question. Um, 
I, Josh, do not remember. So, no. Okay, okay. Um, as Finn says that, let's have everybody make history checks. Everybody in the group. Finn's saying it out loud, so. Falmar got a seven. So, his memory is just as good as it always was. <laughs> 23. Yeah, natural 20 from Mir. 14. Guy rolls a six. Okay. So, Mir and Oz. <laughs> Mir and Oz, it's it's very appropriate, though, because Mir and Oz, you, you guys, you know, you you have your way. You you were very in control of, of everything until you met these three. <laughs> and you remember in the Sunless Citadel finding Calcrix, the white dragon wormling, with her little baby treasure hoard and a certain uh, a certain scroll case, a dwarven scroll case that actually Falmar took back to Rurik in Oakhurst and that dwarven scroll case ended up being one of the reasons that you came to Greenest in the first place uh, was to bring it to a human here who runs a curiosity shop. His name is Caleb. And I remind Falmar that I recalled him showing us when we were deciding what to do with the loot at the end of Oakhurst. Yeah, you know, I, I got so distracted by the other dwarven, to me, that the other dwarven box is the box that Rurik gave me. I thought maybe that's the one you were talking about. Um, yeah, I, I remember he, I was talking to him. He said that he was interested in that box. Guy named Caleb. Is there a Caleb in this town, Finn? Do you know who that is? Yeah, there's a there's a Caleb. He has his own shop. So maybe we ought to make plans to take it to him and see what happens next. Yeah. Yeah, maybe after we go visit uh Red and es or Escobar. Yeah. Okay, so do you guys want to go see the governor and the Castellan? I think we should pour over some of these notes first. Uh, I'll explain briefly what um, what I found so far. And you didn't tell me in private, so it's not like I need to repeat it. <laughs> There's a bit more. There's a bit more to be told. Um, if you guys are going to pour over it, if you guys are just going to kind of look it over together here uh, in the tavern, that's fine. We can do that. Is that what you want to do? That's I what I would we, like to do. I mean, oh, I think ahead. we should We should just do it with them. They might have better knowledge of the area, things that we might overlook if we just all pour, pour over it together. Do it twice, anyway. Yeah. Hmm. That's a good point. Though, I totally appreciate your, um, your thirst for knowledge here. Yeah. yeah, we can do it with them. That's fine. Okay. So, so Falmar... Falmar seems like he maybe wants to be prepared, but uh, if you guys want to just take it over there, that's perfectly fine, too. There's definitely no uh, expectation that you guys be experts on what you're about to, to present or anything like that. So, 
so do you guys want to just proceed to the debrief and, and pour over everything together? Sure. Okay, cool. Sure. Very cool. So we will jump over to Greenest and you guys make your way to the now familiar keep in the middle of town. As you enter the keep and find your way inside the tower to the big meeting room in the entry hall. As you go inside, there's not really all that much hustle and bustle, at least compared to when last you saw this place. There are some repairs being made, soot and char being scrubbed off of stones. But as you make your way inside, the governor and Escobar uh, are waiting. They're, they're drinking coffee and chatting. And as you walk in, they both greet you with smiles and and just a bow the head and they say uh, basically you've all already done so much for us what's the next step and what else can you tell us is there anything we can do for you the governor actually says as I understand it um, you were going to go and meet and he looks at you Falmar you're going to go and meet uh, your 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 fellow Harper, your your contact uh, in Onsar, in well, uh, Leosin, I believe, wanted you to to go to to Elturel, and is it Onthar that you were meeting there? Yes, he wanted us to go to Elturel. He to he didn't. This with... He didn't share the specifics with me, but he did secure horses for your entire group that you may use to travel to Elturel uh, before you left. You will find uh, them at the farrier. He he has already, I suppose, opened the coffers of the harpers up to us, and, and you will find animals uh, that are shorn and ready to go, as well as any provisions that you may need uh, to make your way that way, uh, if and when you choose to do so. That's great. He's always thinking ahead like that. Um... We actually brought all of the information that we gathered with us. The um, the camp was deserted, except for what looked like a couple of hunters who were using it just as a natural landscape. But everything was gone except for the folks that we found in the cave. Um, the hunters have it, to do... They, they have to make a living, but I do hope that it wasn't any of our regular... Uh, suppliers that feed us. I'd hate to think they were feeding the, the cultists as well. I couldn't say based on what we saw, but I don't think that they were... I don't think that... I think they moved in after the camp had left. I see. Well, um... Was there anything else of interest you would you'd like to share just before? I assume you... You want to get a few sets of eyes on this? I can I can bring some some pages in, some uh, some scribes. Perhaps we can move through it quickly. That would probably be best. the The first thing that I notice is everything is addressed to uh, Frulam, not to Cyan Wrath. So uh, this was probably to the highest ranking member there. Next, they're not 
looking to attack Baragos, from what I can tell. It looks like they're just trying to send everything that they collected to Baragos to get to the trade routes. Looks like the surrounding area, looks like Greenest wasn't the only... Um, wasn't the only town that was ransacked, but they they were also attacking all the neighboring fields uh, in uh, in the green fields area. Finn, you know, as as he's saying this, you know, the further north you go, the more the green fields start to be dotted by like sporadic copses of trees and small forests that don't really show up on the map. Um, but then the further south you go, like as you went toward the camp, things start to get um, craggy and, and there's more stone and things like that. So uh, while there is a river to the north, the river Kionthar is to the north. And certainly there is barge traffic on that river. Getting wagons from Greenest to that river, that would be pretty untenable once you start moving through all those small forested areas. So what Falmar's saying logistically to you makes sense. That they would want to just head west to the tradeway. I'll just kind of nod my head and yeah, that sounds realistic. I mean, so what's our what's our next move? What do you think we need to do? I think if they're moving everything through, do you have a map of Beirut? Of course. Because if we there. can get to Elturel by way of Baragost, so as you that might be a good idea. As you ask if there's a map, uh, the governor turns and pulls one down off the wall and lays it across the table that you can all look at together. So. As you look and orient yourself here in the south, you see uh, everybody. Once you're once you're here, um, heading to Baragos, it's it's almost due west. Uh, heading to Elturel is almost due north. Well, if they're trying to get to the trade route, they're probably trying to take the coastway. And if we get up to Elturel and get reinforcements, we might be able to head west. The spread of our information might be more important than tackling a, a group of, of uh, well, a group that's far larger than we are. Also, what are we going to do? Like, kill everybody and take the wagons? Yeah, when you say get reinforcements, I mean, are, are you talking about <laughs> like a a massive, you know, massive scale battle on the on the coastway. Like that, that's something that there's so many more of them than us. What kind of reinforcements would we need for that? But you remember, guy, you remember the stories of Eltora, right? And the, the Hell Riders, right? Right. What? What are you talking about? Oh, the story of them, um, you know, Elturel having these great warriors. I mean, their their name is the Hellriders. That's really all I can remember, unless I remember more. DM, make a history check. Oh, uh, 
I saw that mm. 20 flash by. Let's say 15. Um, so Reek expounds somewhat on, on the Hell Riders. I mean, it's, a, it's an old name. There was once a time when the sort of standing army of Eltrell was known as the Hell Riders because they literally rode into Avernus, the first circle of hell, to help uh, essentially win a battle in the Blood War and secure victory for basically keep hell from spilling into the material plane that's the easiest way to think about it um it's a it's an old story one that soldiers love to tell especially especially if they've served in in the armed forces in elder guard how old is that story it's hard to say exactly how old um but at least a couple of generations have passed like 300 years type thing no no not that long Okay. Maybe a hundred, hundred fifty. Okay. I mean, guy, guy, Reek, you, you two came from actual armies or actual, yeah, armies. I'm not a soldier. You two are the soldiers. When I say reinforcements, I'm not talking about me getting up in front and leading. I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about getting the information to the rest of the people. Look, I'm, I'm not this high up member of a, of a secret society. I'm like almost as lowly as they come. Uh, and you see how poorly I take care of information as it is. Um, I, I'm, I feel like I'm in over my head just like maybe you all, but Who's who can do something with this information that you know? I mean, Leison is pretty high up there, and he wants me to go to Anthar. So, at this point, Night Hill steps forward and he says, "Gentlemen and ladies, uh, perhaps before we continue to make any further plans or decisions, we should see what it is that we have before us. Have a more complete picture of this this information." Let me fetch some some scribes. We can press through quickly and efficiently. Uh, you can trust their discretion, and what we discuss here shall not leave these walls. Yes, that sounds good. I see. I, I he says scribes, and a little light dings off in Mir's head, and she looks at him and says, "Is it all right if I maybe got a little bit of paper from you?" Yeah, I, I, they shall. They shall bring their supplies, and you can take whatever you need. It's fine. All right. So, some scribes come in the room, and we're gonna actually enter into like a little bit of a, a skill challenge here at this point. So, um, each of you is gonna get an opportunity to work with some of these scribes and kind of start to see what you can learn from this information. Um. So, who wants to go first? I will. Okay, Mir. Uh, and you grab some paper uh, along the way. Yeah, so, and I'll, uh, I also need just a little bit of ink, too. Okay, yeah, that's not a problem. Okay. Let's see. 
Go ahead and make an investigation check with advantage uh, because the scribes are, are helping you. So it's going to be 12 plus 7. 19. So you put through several pieces of correspondence and you see that they are actually like letters or, or memos that have been written, right? And there are a couple of names that jump out at you because not just because you see them repeatedly but because each time you see them there's a symbol that is used in the signature or to seal the letter and with the I guess the last 24 hours you're really drawn to symbols and geometric patterns and shapes and things uh, and so this correspondence is always signed or sealed with a symbol that's like an eye or a star at the center, being orbited by a series of red globes. It's difficult to make it out beyond that level of detail because all of the like wax seals are, are broken. And one of the things that all of you find as you pour through this is it's not all of it's in super great shape. Some of this was pulled out of uh, basically a trash can. So a lot of it's been wadded up, ink is smudged and things like that. Um, but the mere the names that are on this, uh, the first one is Asbara Joss, A-Z-B-A-R-A-J-O-S. The second one is Rath Modar. R-A-T-H-M-O-D-A-R. Okay. Yeah, so do you, do you want to do anything with that before we move on to somebody else? I draw the symbol as best as I can in both versions that you have described, just in case it's important. And um, I tuck it away inside one of my little journal pockets. As you, as you sort of draw that Escobar, actually kind of like makes a gesture to you and sort of asks if he can just look at it for a moment. I hand it to him. He, he doesn't say anything else right now, but he, he studies it for a moment. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Guy will go. Okay, so Guy, a couple of these scribes are with you. Um, I think Guy with... I think with you... Uh, well, you tell me. What are you sort of focused more on the maps or the correspondence, or are you just kind of trying to figure out whatever you can? Guy would probably be drawn to the maps, but, but maps, but he wouldn't be drawn to the maps without information to back it up. So I think in in this particular case, he would want to pour over the correspondence and out any information he could relate to the maps, okay. understanding where things will be, why they would be there. He's all about making like a tactical decision based off of the information you have not information you don't have sure okay cool let's have you make that investigation check with advantage eight eight okay yeah so west towards the tradeway um hmm let's see essentially 
it's not that you don't understand what you see. You can read, you're a smart guy. It's just that all the correspondence that you find just just confirms what you already know. That the 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 wagons and the, the loot, the treasures from the different places that they've attacked, uh, they plan to take it to Baragost and hit the tradeway and head north at that point. Make a history check. Sixteen. There is there is one thing that you remember you you just briefly saw a name when you were first pouring over this stuff when you were just like, you know, looking around on on Frulam Mondath's desk and there was a letter. And as you, you, you have one of those moments where you're like and you just just look and you start looking for this specific thing. Uh, where it was it was it was a letter that Mondath was writing that hadn't been sent yet. And it said everything is supposed to go west and then up the tradeway to Naritar. Naritar is N-A-E-R-Y-T-A-R. Naritar. Make another history check. Eight. You have no idea what Naritar is. Yeah. Sorry. No, it's okay. Okay, so who wants to go next? I'll go next. Okay, Finn. So what some. You need? Uh, basically, the scribes. He didn't bring like a ton of people in, so I think. I think at this point the scribes. Oh, he brought in six scribes. So there are two more that are not doing anything right now. So go ahead and make your investigation check also with advantage. 20 total. So natural 19 for Finn, 20 total. Okay. Um, based on what you read, there's uh, a couple of interesting things that you find. As you look over this and you just just from reading these letters there's one person that is firmly seated like you you have a very firm grasp of the hierarchy of this particular sect that you're looking at um and though you were dealing primarily it seemed with members of the cobalt claw they they seem to be working with um the, primarily the the Ebon Wing and Resmir is firmly seated as the Black Worm Speaker. That particular rank that Falmar made you guys aware of. So so she is a a, a Black Worm Speaker. And another passage that uh, you you find another one of those pieces of correspondence similar to what Mir was spending time with that has that symbol from the uh, that symbol that like spiral symbol with the orbs and the eye at the center. Uh, there's a passage that stands out to you as you as you're going through and you kind of like make a mark with uh, a pen. This the passage says, though the masks have been located and secured. Some of the rings 
and all of the orbs elude us still. This one is signed by Rath Modar. And it is addressed to Resmir. Okay. Okay? Cool. Let's see. At that point, uh, the rest of you are, are still investigating, and we can maybe roll dice if you want, but at that point, Mir uh, Escobar <clears throat> will sort of put the symbol back down. He sort of smooths it out. He says, I never thought I'd see that symbol again. What is it? What do you mean again? Long, long time ago, I, uh, oh, a lifetime. <laughs> you see him sort of like start to tear up a little. He says, it's a good thing you didn't ask me about this uh, last night in front of the children. <laughs> it's a nightmare fuel, that is. That is the symbol. Proudly flown by the Red Wizards of Thay. Just as your Laison said. You've fought them? Ah. Uh, I fought against their ambitions. What what can you tell us about them? Well, uh Unfortunately, I I'm no expert when it comes to to magic. I don't know really anything about the weave, but um there's something extraordinarily fucked up but watching your friend die and then watching him fight against you again and then killing him again as in controlled like he was your enemy he was controlled or he was your enemy just your enemy as in or like an animal or what as in as in zombie he was dead and then he got up and fought us some more i i've never seen that other than being told about it before i can only imagine so are you from Thay, then? No, no, I'm not from Thay, lad. Uh, at one point, Thay... They are a very secretive society, and occasionally they're... Uh, they get a little bit big for their britches. Thinking that they can take over the world and whatnot. Just because you can cast a few spells, pull a rabbit out of your hat... Okay, maybe they are a little stronger than that, but what I can tell you, the Thaeans, they, they shave their heads. Um, they they like to have they like they like tattoos on their on their scalp. Um, typically you'd see that symbol and he points at that symbol. You'd see that in there somewhere. Uh, now not every Thean is a wizard. 
they got good people there too, just like anywhere else. You can't hold the bad ones against the good. But, if there was one thing they drilled into us as we got ready to go over there, it's not so much... It's not so much the uh, zombies you can see that you've got to worry about. It's the whites you've got to look out for. They'll enchant them. Invisible. You don't even know they're there until they'll stab you in the back. Like zombies or like... The whites move quicker. They're smarter. Are they made of flesh? Aye. Or are they... Aye. Yeah, they are made of flesh. They're... They're reanimated just like the zombies. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm scanning over this map with my finger. I'm like, I don't, I don't see they on here. Where is it out on here? Lad, they is as far from the sword coast as the east is from the west, nearly thousands of miles. You shouldn't find yourself there unless, uh, unless you're horribly lost. How did you get there? Just because I don't know how to use the weave doesn't mean we didn't have resources. The Thaeans, they started to try to take over. They, there's a reason why, there's a reason why cities are incredibly protective of their teleportation magic. And sometimes the Thaeans will try to find a way to to access places that they never meant to go and uh, when they do that we've got to find a way to more or less to do it back to them if that makes sense look there's a wild world out there he looks at you he gets close to you Reek he says you and I we understand steel it's got plenty of riddles. More than a lifetime. But there are other people who are interested in far more complex riddles. And they can do some crazy shit, my friend. Now, what these what these red wizards have to do with your dragon cult or, or, or whoever they are I can't see I've no clue but I've told you what I know about the Thaeans and uh, I hope it helps Not it. is it just people that they bring back or is it like creatures I suppose anything that was once alive could be dead, and then once dead could be, I guess, undead. But well, Leosin was talking about them re resurrecting dragons. At that uh, night, Hill pipes in. He says, "The cult of the dragons has long been known for their uh, worship of of Draco liches." Um, but if I remember your your friend accurately, he he was concerned about some new, some new sect. Yes. Um, Falmar. All this talk of Thay 
you you're not I mean you're you're definitely not an expert you haven't even been a harper all that long but if there's one thing you know it's that the harpers fight against the cult of the dragons right and they fight it sounds like they would fight against these red wizards but you have a gap in your knowledge where this is concerned yeah I mean I I might be making a leap maybe this is just my ignorance like we're trying to understand why these worshippers of, of dragons would be contacting these wizards that can bring people back from the dead I mean, I'm imagining that they're, yeah, trying to bring back something, right? Escobar. I don't know that... Oh, go ahead. Escobar, where's the nearest town that has these teleportation abilities? Oh, well, I imagine they've probably got something at... Uh... They've probably got something at El Trail, and they've probably got something at Candle Keep. Uh, can't say as I as I re- as I really know. I've never used one. Um, right, but you don't have them here. No, no, not in Greenest. No. DM. Did Roz have a bald head? Uh. I don't think so, and if he did, he did not have any tattoos. Okay. Alright. Um, that's all. So, Leison went to Candlekeep to do some research. It's old, and he needed to find more information. He wanted us to go to El Terrell to find Anthar because they might be able to convince he might be able to convince the Gauntlet that this is actually a big deal. Candlekeep is right near Baragost. I think if we send a raven to Candlekeep, letting them know, letting Leison know what's going on, I will communicate with him as I am used to doing. Um and then we head to El Terrell, letting him know we're headed there. This that is kind of like weird, a- but can we send a raven to El Terrell telling them to expect us? Is that a silly idea? I don't know that it's necessary. Also, who would they know to expect? Salmar. Do they know you there, Felmar? We have ways of making ourselves known to each other, but I don't... I don't recall ever meeting Anthar. Yes, what if we get there and Anthar's not there? If Leoson told me to meet him there, he'll be there. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I do think it's a good idea for them to receive something in advance, just to so at least they know that we are coming just because he said for you to go doesn't mean you're going to go it would be good to tell Anthar that you're coming when to 
to expect us within a day or two or whatever. It's not a bad idea. DM, can we can we judge by the map how long it would take us? Yes, uh, Night Hill pipes up and he says, well, on horseback, it would take you uh, six days to get to Elturel from here. Um, if you if you went as the crow flies, just a straight shot, you'd skirt the uh, the wood of sharp teeth along its eastern side, and use that to orient yourself. DM. Yes. In Faerun, specifically on the Sword Coast, who? I mean, who would deal with a situation like this? Like, is there, you know, like, I'm, I'm coming from Helmshold. Like, I was part of some, you know, military force there. But I'm, I'm just trying to think, like, is, I mean, would this be a thing that the Harpers would take care Like, I'm just, like, just trying to think a yeah. little bit bigger. Well, so, the issue is, is you still don't have a full scope of like exactly what's going on at this point you know there's a group of people that have raided a small area and are taking their treasure to a city on the the tradeway but you don't know where it's going after that um and you you have reason to believe that they may be trying to do something big but you don't know how close they are to being able to do that the Harpers are definitely an organization committed to preventing people from abusing power or trying to take over the world. So that would be a place to start. But if you're asking, sort of like, who are the Avengers of Faerun? We are. Falmar, how big are the Harpers? Look, it's a semi-secret organization. How big do you think they want you to think they are? I don't know, but you're in it. And I'm like, it, 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 I'm thinking like, like big enough to deal with that, that issue that we had. Is it, is it bigger? I, I don't know. I, I'm just trying to like, what, what are us six going to do? We have, we're a piece of a puzzle right now. We've got important pieces that nobody else has as far like it sounds like you're asking me if if the Harpers have an army uh no not that I know of but the Harpers help create the armies the Harpers will take all that information and make things happen from there Felmar's on the right track here Uh, he goes on to expound that is very common for the Harpers to be the catalyst that leads to alliances and councils and there are a number of different factions across the Sword Coast that certainly have the resources when they cooperate with each other to deal with a situation like this. Well, the issue I think is right now there's still a lack of information. If if we are at a point where people have been united and all of that, and there were armies ready to go, ready to 
go against this force, then that that's one thing. But riding into El Terrell and telling them we need you to assemble your army and give them to us and come with us, not that's just no, no, no. That's not what. That's not even the step. Right. I, it's I, not. It's not El Terrell. Get your army. It's Onthar. Convince the Gauntlet that this is a big enough deal that they need to activate everybody in Faerun and start figuring this the fuck out. Farmer, tell him that we have fucking eggs. That's a big freaking deal, I would think. We do have, we do have evidence, yeah. Tell him we have eggs and to assemble the thing and be ready for us so that we're not like with our thumbs up our asses waiting on them to assemble. <sighs> Mir. I'm right there with you. But look, you're all in this with me at this point. Uh, I I need I need you guys to come with me. Of course, but on this. But we should have them prepared. And I'm sorry for interrupting you, Rick. I can see you want to speak. So it seems like we have two decisions, two choices, I should say. We make our way west. We try and figure out what they're up to. If they decide that they're going to pillage another village, we do what we can to stop them. Or we go up to Elturel and try and get the Harpers more involved. I think we should try to do that and, you know, dump off these eggs. Yeah, we... We can only act. This easier. Yeah, the the gauntlet that Falmar has mentioned a couple times is actually a separate faction from the Harpers. Uh, of all those factions across Faerun, some of which you'd be aware of, and some of which you would not. Uh, the the gauntlet is honestly they're a little more your speed, Reek. The gauntlet is sort of like the 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 def- like. Helm's defenders, likely a lot of those guys were members of the Order of the Gauntlet. You know? So, um, and the Gauntlet and the Harpers coming together could represent uh, enough of a unified force to start to pull in some of the other factions around Faerun. The, um, from what I was reading in there, it, it we already knew that they were going to go west to Baragost. But it said in there that from there, uh, everything was going to be ferried north to Neratar. I don't know. I don't know jack about Neratar. Everybody make a history check when Guy says that out loud. Seventeen for Felmar. Fourteen for Reek. Five for Mir. So, Felmar. The name rings a bell. But it's a very distant bell. Bong. <laughs> a very distant bell. You seem to recall... Um... Neratar being... A name that was thrown around... Uh, about either uh, a fortress... Or a castle somewhere north of Waterdeep. 
in an area that you now know would have been overtaken by a giant swamp called the Mirror of Dead Men. And this Naratar is like a town or it is a you heard you heard the name it is associated in your memory best you can remember with either a fortress or a castle okay just making sure i understand i have a hard time multitasking and right no worries no worries cool um yeah so that's pretty far north if i'm remembering this right some fortress or castle up near the mirror of of dead up in Waterdeep. So Oh, Waterdeep. They're only gonna have a ways to go if that's where they're transporting everything. I'm saying like Leison is already in Candlekeep. If we get word to him to keep an eye on the road at Baragost just north of Baragost, he can take a look and see what's going on there. That makes sense. While we get up to Elturel. Yeah. Well, we know that Elturel and Candlekeep might have teleportation abilities. I'm gonna kind of say, like, Waterdeep is really far, and then I'm just gonna look at Guy. And then I'm gonna wink. Yeah. We might want to go there anyway. But, um... We know that they're going there, so that's a good thing. That's information that we do have. We can't fight them on our own anyway. There's too many of them. Maybe we can assemble a force. I'm looking at the map, and I point out that the road north from Baragost, as far north as it goes, goes through Baldur's Gate. We could try to cut them off there if we can grab a teleport to Baldur's Gate. Or if we need to go further north than that. The point is, we at least know that they're going north. We know where Naratar is now. At that point, the the, the governor kind of comes forward and he says, "I just want to, I just want to temper expectations a little. I keep hearing you talking about teleportation magic, and I realize I'm just a provincial governor in in a small a small village, but you're talking about." You're talking about things that only the highest echelons of society and government and and power have access to. Um, The likelihood that that we would... I say we, I mean you. With all due respect, the likelihood that you would find a teleportation sigil uh, easily without necessarily the ability to make it yourself is, is... probably probably on the low side just just being realistic but what do i know i'm not a slayer of dragons and so rescuer of prisoners we should um get there quickly agreed yeah we don't have much time to waste we know that they left for baragost by the time that we are already at the encampment, so they are days ahead of us. We do have access to horses, right? We do. Yeah. I think we should stop and get what we need from Ernest, because he has something of Falmar's. 
and then we need to probably go. Yeah. I yeah. agree. After you write that letter, I know you don't think so, but I really think that you should give them notice you're coming. At least Anthar. I don't see what the hurt is, Falmar. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I... Is there a code you can write it in? I'm, well, there's a code that I can write to Laius in, but I, I mean, he was my mentor. We knew, you know, we know each other really well. I'm not sure if Anthar... He, look, he's a member of of the Order of the Gauntlet. That's not the same thing as the Harpers. I can let him know that a friend is coming and that he needs to meet us there. But it's... Yeah, I, I just don't want that to fall into the wrong hands either. Sure. wonder if there's a way to tell him about the eggs. I will certainly relate that to Laison. Mm-hmm. Um, say meet us at Elturel. If we're going to keep anything to ourselves, I think mentioning dragon eggs that we're carrying with us is probably the worst thing we can do. If that message is intercepted, then we literally become a target. Understood. Yeah. So, even if we sent a raven, we're on horses, it's not going to get there much before what, a day before us, maybe? It's, you know, not going to be much, probably. Well, how about this, Mir? Why don't you head over to um, Ernest? Head over to him and see if you can gather my gear. Um, look, here's, here's my coin purse. Give him what you think is necessary or what is what is generous for helping us out, especially after all that he's been through. Um, if you need extra supplies, I'll stay here and write the letter to uh, both Anthar and to Laison. It's going to take me a little while. So. I'll take this on the crucible. When are we trying to leave? I think as soon as possible. Yeah, is it still morning? Yes, it is still morning. Probably 10, 11 o'clock in the morning right now. On horseback, how fast, how many miles can we cover in an hour on horseback? So, that's not the way that you'd think about it uh, in for our purposes at the table. Um, it's more like how many miles can you cover in a day. Um, sure. So, you're going you're gonna to cover... Uh, about a little more than 30 miles a day on horseback. Okay. Um, yeah, a little more than 30 miles a day. It's about 200 miles to El Terrell, and you can do it in six days. Okay. Well, if we want to be able to cover that 30 miles before it gets dark today, we'll make as good a time as we can, and we got to get going. Okay. Oz, you've been, uh, Really quiet. What are you thinking? Leosin mentioned Elturel and Anthar. We should go see Anthar. Cool. Alright. What time do we want to leave? As soon as possible. Okay. I'll go. I'll run him back over to the inn. 
close out our tab. I'll just take care of it. We can figure out payment later. Um, and there's there's one thing that I have to take care of. Oh, uh, um, make sure that we have all of our stuff from there. Yeah. Um, if I don't know if somebody wants it, we can gather up all the horses, and then maybe we'll just all meet at the inn. Within what an hour and a half? Yeah, let's do that. Head out. So yeah. I'll meet. I'll convene at the inn within an hour and a half. Oz, yeah. do you want to come? With me to get your icon. I wouldn't mind going to ask about it. Okay. Is it okay if Oz and I go now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. So Oz and Mir are going to see Ernest. Yep. Uh, Reek is taking care of personal business. Guy would like to go see Padak if it's possible. Okay. Finn is yeah. going to Padak as well. Okay, so Guy and Finn go to Padak. Um, so Mir, Oz, Guy, Finn, you guys all sort of travel together for a while. Um, and as you, uh, Mir and Oz go into Ernest's shop, which is here, and Finn and Guy go into Padak's shop, which is here. So Ernest is in the shop. He's drinking coffee. He says, Oh! I slept later than I thought, but I have the crucible fired up. The forge is running. I got all day. I am very excited to see your work. Unfortunately, we don't have all day. We just have a little bit of time. Um, You see him look up almost like kind of concerned what what's what do you mean unfortunately we have to hurry we have to go up north what's why what's happening um the uh, the eggs we're taking them up north to try to get people to help us can you take over mira kind of stiffens up and I catch her as she starts to fall. I look at Ernest and say, "She she does this on occasion. She'll she'll be fine." He, he looks really concerned. To, you you kind of get used to it. I've got a cot over here. If you want to put her down on it. Sure, sure, yeah. All right. So I guess you can tell me you can tell me what's going on while I work. It seems speed is of the essence. So so I'm gilding an acorn. Have you given any thought to how you want to get the other ingredients inside? I was wondering if I could mix them into the gold and then maybe mold the gold into the shape of an acorn. But I'm... Otherwise, unless you can form this gold into the shape of an acorn with some sort of recess inside of it... I can do that. I'm a bit stumped. I can definitely do that. Um, If we get it right, we get the timing just right, you should be left with a hollow acorn. That you could put whatever you want inside of. That would be perfect. But how much time do you need? And how much help do you need? I don't... I can handle this. Don't worry. Uh, just need however long it takes for the gold to melt. Okay, Sneak well, here's... I'll, hit, I'll give him 200 gold pieces. Okay. And, um... I'll say, if... Plus... How much do you normally charge for this type of work? 
I'm uh, kind of bad with money. Well, let's just... How about we just call this one a friend's discount? Okay. What What does that bring it to? Don't worry about it, Oz. I got this. You saved my life. Let me melt some gold for you. Okay? I, I suddenly you, pop up next to him before he starts melting anything. Um, so... He says, oh, good, you're awake. Um, Sorry about that. Might as well get involved. So I don't know what he's thinking. He says he wants to mix these ingredients in, and that's just going to lead to more slag. It's not going to refine properly. It's going to take longer. We can't go that route. Okay. What do you suggest? I'm wondering how important it is that those ingredients remain whole, because we could always just incinerate them, put them inside. Um, I'm going to think about it, and while I'm thinking about it, um, I'm going to wonder if my own magical components, if, if they were distorted in that way, if that would affect spells, because I imagine he wasn't for a spell. Do I, do I know what that would do to, to things like that? Yeah, based on your, honestly, based on recent events... You recognize that part of the weave has to do with the life force that's in everything. And the ingredients that you would be using other than the acorn potentially have no life within them still. So it stands to reason that is that, that a simple chemical change like burning them would leave them no less full of life than they already were. As long as at one point in time they were what the spell says it requires, that in this case it it may work. I'm going to turn to Oz and say, I think I think we have a good idea. Yeah. Will you trust us with this? Implicitly. And then I'm going to nod to um, Ernest. I'm going to watch what he does and help if I can. Basically, he spends a lot of time pulling slag and impurities off this gold, because 200 gold is like four pounds of gold. And he refines it and purifies it to the point where he's got what he needs to be able to gild this acorn. He takes the acorn and he, he packs it into a sand mold, leaving just a small hole at the top. He pours the gold in. And you watch as, uh, very briefly, like a flame shoots out of the top of the sand. And after, really, what seems like just a moment um, of Ernest just kind of standing back. And he kind of holds his head. And he, it almost seems like he's singing a little song in his head. And then he says, yep, that should do it. And he walks over to it, and he just taps on it, and all the sand just falls away. And as the sand falls away, just a little acorn just plop and just kind of rolls around on the table. I'm going to pick it up and walk over. As you reach for it, he says, hey, that's still that's still hot. Careful. Whoop. Whoop. I wasn't thinking. Which hand did you uh, go for it with? My metal hand. Left hand. Okay. So it may burn a bandage or a bit of leather or something, but you don't feel any pain. And he's like, that's an amazing prosthesis. 
the tips are all solid metal. So okay. nothing leather, nothing. It's the first time Ernest had really noticed. I flip it over so he can see the mechanical components. And I'm going to say, my grandfather, he and I made this. Mostly him, but now I maintain it. Goldsprocket is my last name. Oh. Goldsprocket. The Goldsprockets from Eriabor. You, you know my... I know your people! I know your people! I'm going to be very happy, but at the same time, um, my heart's going to dip just a little. And maybe he might see that on my face. We gotta keep working. We gotta keep working. Time's of the essence. I know. Uh, So he's built in a seam that he's able to just pop a it looks almost like a chopstick he pops it in and the acorn pops apart and he says I'm not an expert I don't know if this is going to work if we do this this way but if you if you if you don't want to deal with seems to me look if you put a fishtail and some fur and what else did you say a feather in there I mean you're going to be dealing with decomposition and rot unless we do you have I mean do you do you have now, is a fishtail, is it just bone? Scale? What are we dealing with? Fishtails are typically just the, like, the ridgy, yucky, like, they can be dried, but they're he not. Grabs, he grabs a mortar and pestle and starts to pulverize it all up together into a fine powder, and he pours right. it into the acorn, and he uh, grabs a piece of golden wire and a uh, intensely heated, very fine-tipped piece of metal that he pulls out of a tiny forge, and he begins to solder the seam of the acorn back together. Um, while he's doing that, a little reminder dings in my mind and says, Oh, when you're finished, don't let me forget Falmar's stuff. Oh, the clip, yes. I was able to... I was able to start that. You may need to finish it. Okay. If time is if you're if you're pressed for time. I'm going to uh, be on the back of a horse. I'll be fine. It's over there. Uh, the 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 beginnings of what I was working on sitting on top of the schematic. Just take it all. And I'll he goes it back. Up. He goes back to soldering. And uh, tabletop question for the DM: How much would this cost? Uh, for Falmar's thing. Ernest is not charging you guys for anything. Okay. You saved his life. Ernest is the man. Okay, and I come back over and I have all of Falmar's things and I took very detailed notes on the placement of things. And um, I'll ask Ernest, is there any suggestions that you would give me whenever I'm putting this together? Mm, Just make sure you don't get the spring too tight or he'll never be able to get all 10 of those in there. Um, it's pretty simple, honestly. Okay, I was wondering why he didn't ask me to begin with, but... <laughs> Who can say? Alright. And whatever Ernest wants to do now. Well, there's still a matter of... There's still the matter of all those... Items. He He looks at the belt that you're wearing... The, mm-hmm. the dagger that's on it. 
Everything that you found with those artificers, I just don't trust it, Mir. Have you tested it at all? I haven't, but I was going to look at each of the things. See if I couldn't tinker it into something more useful for myself. He looks at you, Oz. He says, Look, I know your people. You you have a, a, a tie to the weave. You need to make sure that this stuff is what you think it is. How would and you I can't say it any plainer than that. How would, how would you... How, how would, would I? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I am not a, a magic user. I, I would just test it and watch it and observe it and take notes. He can just look at it and tell you if it's any good. Well, am I going to unbuckle it? Dagger and all and be like, Oz? Spend ten minutes doing a ritual for detect magic. Okay. What all are you detecting? Like, is it are you just looking at Mir's belt? Or is there anything else that you're wanting to look at? I step away from him because I know my god will throw him off. I'll ask her if there's anything else she wants me to check. I really don't know exactly what I'm looking for other than perhaps safety, how it works. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're looking for either. I'm, I think to myself and wonder if maybe DM can help me. So, um, Oz, as you begin to, to channel your spell and the ritual finishes, I mean, you, you get you get a pretty... So the biggest signature is always Mir's goggles, like she said. She backs away, right? You get a pretty serious one off of the bag that you carry. You get a, another pretty serious one off of the belt that she was wearing. And as you start to sort of separate things out and put distance between them so that you can sense these auras more clearly, make a perception check. So, the belt is solid. There's there's a way about these, these auras. And until now, you never realized that other than that some are stronger than others, you've never seen anything waver. But with a 24, as you as you look at that dagger that was in the the holster on that belt, you notice that it, it flickers almost like a flame. And you get a sense that whatever the enchantment is on this dagger, it is fading. There's something strange. You also get a, an aura off of the goggles that are on your head. And in in a moment of like clarity and maybe a little panic, you pull the goggles off and you see that they're like the dagger. They're fading. The goggles, the enchantment that is on the goggles, it's also fading. Is it dangerous? Oz, uh, with your with your twenty four, you don't know exactly what the enchantment is. Uh. I mean, these are the goggles that allow you to see in the dark. Um, but the best you can tell and the sense that you get is that there's a clock on these enchantments and that they won't last forever. that and say that I suppose we'll have to find somebody 
who's unable to enchant items to see if they can take a look at this. Somebody who's specifically into enchanting uh, weapons or armor or things like that. But the belt looks solid. Oh, as you you recall, you recall uh, as far as items, other things that you got um, in that room, and they're not they're not currently with you. Um, but other things, other like items, not not necessarily the potions, because you can't remember all of that, but. But without rolling, like you remember that there were two sets of these goggles. There was there was this dagger and the belt, which you've already checked the belt. There was the bag, which you've checked. There was uh, a cloak and an amulet that Reek is wearing. They may have the same problem. Okay, we'll need to get those things checked then. Ernest, is that something? I assume that's not really your territory. No, it's not. I I can remember. No, no, that's okay. I, I I can remember that amulet, and if we had time, I I could make a real one. But I would need a couple of days. You've already done so much, though. I, w I would hate to ask. Well, it doesn't seem like you have time to wait a couple of days, Oz. Unfortunately, no. We're not sure when we'll be back. Well, I hope it's soon. I'm still thinking about the, the fading thing, so I'm not talking a whole lot. It may be a while. If we come back. And I just want to say again how much we appreciate what you've done for us. It's no trouble. Just make sure you keep helping people what I want to do. Thank you. I look at the mirror. Look at the door. So, uh, Finn and Guy in Padak's shop, What what's your goal? I just want to let him know that we're going to be leaving soon and uh, gather some food for our journey. Okay. You do recall that uh, Night Hill did say that Laos and secured horses and provisions so you don't necessarily have to buy all the food but if you want to get some special things from Padak you, you can I would yeah okay his shop is very familiar to you um, this time of day there's a few other people inside but as soon as you come in he finds your eyes and he, he smiles real big and he sees Guy and he waves at Guy I wanted to uh, just talk to him really quick to say the same because I had kind of promised him that I was going to try to find some. He said he was in need of fish and I was going to give him fish. So I just came to give him a little apology that I'm really sorry. The day after I met you, I'm going to leave and I'm not going <laughs> to probably be able to give you fish for a while, but I'll probably be back eventually. eventually. Yeah. Well, sometime, hopefully soon. Maybe we can use that teleportation technology to get back here quicker that we might find. When you guys both say, like, eventually at the same time, Padak kind of looks at both of you, and he laughs, and he he reaches out across the counter in his shop, 
and he he like reaches to grasp hands with you guy I'll reach out to him full on like half orc forearm handshake yeah from Pedak. yeah and he pulls you in really close and he is strong and he just he just leans in and he just says you take care of her and he's not stuttering I will I believe you I'll make sure she comes back just fine I believe you now and he kind of lets you go and he's like you're gonna need something for the road huh and you just watch him he he like you've not seen this guy but he like transforms when he starts when he starts to get in the stuff and putting it all together he's he's excited and he's ready to share and you guys don't know exactly what he's giving you but it's it's pretty abundant take it he's pulling a little bit of everything from everywhere i trust him and he he grabs a a little a little pot of uh those dried blueberries because he knows finn likes them and make sure he includes some of those thank you he says all of you 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 got you got something special stick together keep an eye on each other we will we will as you speak in unison again he just grins and shakes his head and pushes everything across the counter get out of here go save whatever you're saving I got customers I'm gonna ask him to come around the counter and I'm just gonna give him the biggest hug ever and tell him thank you and I'm gonna tell him that I'm gonna savor all the meat and I hope that it doesn't run out until the next time I see you because the the dried meat they're just delicious well I'm I'm glad I'm glad you can have a little comfort out there maybe if we find something weird and different that you can't find in the greenest fields we'll bring it back for you to cure that would be awesome yeah send me send me a letter or something let me know it's coming yeah absolutely well, thanks for all the meat and berries and stuff. No problem. No problem. All right, I got a, I got a shop to run. I can't afford to be all mushy like this all day. All right. Good luck. Be well. Same to you. Be well, Finn. Be well, guy. Thank you. Bye. Reek, do you want to do your your thing at the table, or do you want to just let it ride? I'll just say um, I was planning on writing a very short letter um, and hand delivering it. Um, the letter saying, heading to El Terrell, I'll write. And then the bottom saying, yours. And then um, putting the initials GF. That's it. Okay. Okay, I think, honestly, that's probably where we will stop. We'll pick up... Oh, go ahead, Falmar. I have two letters here. One to Anthar, and one is to Leosin. So the one to to Anthar reads, Anthar Froom, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Erevan Gray, and I am a night singer who is interested in work at your inn. You may have heard legends of my songs... 
through a mutual friend of ours, Mr. Thaddeus Slate. He should have information, or he should have informed you of my arrival within the next few days. I look forward to a mutually beneficial partnership forming in the not-too-distant future. Cordially, Ervan Gray. P.S. Keep an eye on the moon. To Mr. Slate, I have written, Mr. Slate, we have recently returned from our second trip to the, to the horseshoe and have a number of souvenirs for you. I really think that you are going to enjoy this blah 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 blah. And then in our incredibly secretive uh, way of communicating, I have written, Laison, keep an eye on the road north of Bergost. They've sent their caravan that way, and they are on their way to Neratar. We are headed to the contact you suggested in the Order of the Gauntlet. Please communicate as soon as possible. Your souvenirs await your arrival with great anticipation. Wow, man, that's awesome. Those are yeah. awesome. Those are really awesome. And and on the wings of those ravens, as those messages are carried across the horizon, you guys find yourselves saddled up on your on your horses, making your way north. The wood of sharp teeth awaits you. Oh, that you'll use to orient yourself. Oh, can, can before we leave, can I say one thing? Yeah. When we like all get on our horses, guy looks at everyone and says, "Avengers, assemble." <laughs> <laughs> yes. We need a damn name. <laughs> <laughs>